Hey, all's well over there in the outdoor world at Jesse Brown's. We hope that you'll stop by and check us out. Visit us at the Brick and Mortar located over in the Sharon Corners Shopping Center. A lot's been happening over there. Of course, we are at the prime time of leaf change as it comes down the high country down towards the Piedmont. You can uh, check us out on prior podcast. We had Dr. Beverly Collins on us talking about the science of the leaf change. Dr. Beverly Collins, just type in highlights of the Carolina outdoors and up we will pop, as well as check us out there at jessebrowns.com. That's one of the things happening in the outdoor world. Of course, all our hunting friends are getting ready and being outside fishing, whether it be coastal, Piedmont, or in the mountains, is prime time in our Carolina outdoors. So a lot of people are getting out and enjoying what we have. The delayed harvest waters are also open for catch and release. And so that's put the guides there at Jesse Brown's active and out on the stream. If you have an interest in any of the sport of fly fishing, just give us a call or contact us at jessebrowns.com and we will get you the information to help you enjoy the sport of a lifetime. The other thing that we've had going on is fitting people properly for their hiking footwear and hiking boots because so many people are getting out now that the bugs have gone away and the weather is a little bit crisper and cooler and enjoyed a hike out in nature. A little bit closer to home, ghost stories and paranormal activity as Halloween comes about. I'm Bill Barty sitting alongside Christopher Lawing. And Christopher, I don't know what your experiences are, but you're a storyteller by trade, whether it be through yourself, outfitting at Jesse Brown's, your science project that's going on. But do you have any, I guess, uh, stories that you can tell from yourself, from adventures, from family, or anything like that? You know, Bill, I do, and I, I better preface this by saying that I am, I wouldn't say skeptical, but a healthy dose of being skeptical when I hear stories, when I read stories, when I see the books in the store at Halloween time that says, you know, the local guide to, you know, ghost hunting and paranormal activity in Charlotte. You know, I I think, well, anybody can write a ghost story. Anybody can tell a ghost story. So the experiences that I have, the stories that I can tell, uh, whether they're mine or from others, are ones that... You know, I deem the person honest enough to tell me a story that I can retell, or I lived it, and so I know that what I experienced is real. Um, From local to abroad, I have a whole wealth of stories, Bill, and if you want to hear a local one, it's not necessarily a whole story in and of itself, but more experiences that a cousin uh, experienced, uh, they were living in a farmhouse that was out near where Ballantine is uh, in today's you know world, where Ballantine is. But back then, it was just farming, farmland, farmhouse, and they rented that farmhouse for a number of years. Um, but they would experience things such as pictures falling off the wall, or the next morning being hung a skew or a stray or footsteps on the stairs or in the attic creeks that were not just the wood of the house cooling or heating up from 
you know, the, the weather that day. So things that they would experience, but apparently didn't bother them enough to leave, um, but are stories that they can look back on and, you know, laugh that they decided to stay there for as long as they did. Now, how far back would that be? You know, Ballantyne is fairly new, less than 20 years old, really. Um, so this would be obviously before that even, or would it be you're from an eighth generation family? So, I mean, you can go way back here in this area, southern Mecklenburg and, and the such, a hundred years ago. Well, actually, much more recent than that. Ah. Um, more in the in the late 80s, oh, early yeah. 90s. So much more, much more recent. And and I I don't. Uh, know when Ballantyne really came on board as it is now, but certainly when that area of the world was more trees and field than built up office park. So that was unexplained. The old farmhouse. I know this story, and of course, if you're just listening, tuning in to us here on the Carolina Outdoors, Christopher Lawing, I'm Bill Barty. Gather by the campfire as we tell uh, some of these stories. One of them I know uh, you had a, another family connection that it was discovered with some research that there was a reason that an uncle was seeing a figure, if you will, on certain occasions. Can you go into detail on that? Sure, story? sure. And this this takes place up in Minnesota in a little place called Winona, which is was historically a lumber milling town. So they would float the logs down the Mississippi River where they would mill them. So the town is filled with these beautiful Victorian houses. But, you know, to us in Charlotte, a Victorian house is significant. Up there, it's like a ranch house here. I mean, Victorian houses ah. on every corner. Everybody lives in one kind of thing. And they've lived um, up, up in that area for probably 20 years now, but the house where they currently live, uh, they, or he, I should say my uncle, when mowing grass out in, you know, the front yard, in the side yard, wherever, uh, they live off of um, a boulevard, a true boulevard, not just a road named a boulevard. (laughs) And out of the corner of his eye, when mowing grass, he will always see a dark, uh, clothed, figure, a Victorian-era woman dressed in, you know, the clothing of that era, uh, standing on the side of the street, and when he looks over there, she will not be there, and with some research, they discovered that, uh, indeed, there was a woman at the turn of the century who was killed by a, you know, I think it was a car or a horse galloping by, but either way, she perished right there in that spot, and I will say that I have followed up on this story oh, multiple yes times have. over the years. The skeptic came out. <laughs> and and the story has been consistent every time, oh. so <laughs> this one ranks as true in my book. <laughs> so he's a truth-telling uncle, not one of those uh, tall tale and, and long yarn uncles. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Christopher, you're kind of a local historian, a, a person who's taken interest in all things present, but a lot of things passed in this community. Um, and through that, you've had the book, Charlotte, The Signs of the Times, a history told through the Queen City's classic roadside signage. In that book, you'll list several of the businesses who have uh, had famous signs, iconic signs in our area. Any any old spooky paranormal ghost stories from any of the businesses maybe 
in the book? Not in the book, necessarily. I know there was a, a story with the old Mayfair Hotel, which is in downtown Charlotte, which is now known as the Dunhill Hotel. It is still um, Right standing. off of South Tryon, or... Yep, North Tryon. Yeah, yeah, um, Tryon Street. In the corner there. That's yes. right. A little narrow, but tall hotel building. And there was, I think, an individual that um, maybe was found in the elevator shaft a number of years ago. Um, who knows how long the individual had been there. But that, um, you know, paranormal activity, if you will, has been reported in a couple different rooms. I think certainly in one of the most upper floors floor rooms there's also a story um, experiences that a friend of mine has experienced she grew up out near uh, providence presbyterian church one of the oldest presbyterian churches in the area across the street of which there is a native american burial ground and as a a girl in middle school early high school she brought home some of the findings that she had found in that um, area that was across the street and they they began to experience these black orbs and um, paranormal you know waves of experience at their house um, that uh, really took the family by surprise, freaked her father out, her mother out, <laughs> her little brother. You know, they would see old Native American women in the house and very spooky stories. Um, she did a high school project on Haitian, I guess, magic and black magic and discovered that a horse skull would ward off any dark spirits. Thank goodness she was an equestrian and she was able to acquire a horse skull from the woods near her riding uh, courses and the spirits never came back and the horse skull is still in their closet to this day, Bill. They live in the same house she grew up in and that horse skull is not leaving the uh, shelves in the closet where it resides. Wow. You took us towards voodoo with that. Yeah, that's story. pretty freaky, isn't it? Uh-huh. And for the rest of that story, she she did return all of the things she took from that graveyard. So I think settled the spirits in that way too. Wow, the voice you hear there, Christopher Line. I'm Bill Barty. We covered it all on this edition of the Carolina Outdoors. We went from both state fairs, North Carolina and South Carolina, here in the Carolinas. They're going to end. Both of them, October 23rd, so as a listener to this program, waking up early via the radio on WBT, you still have time to attend today and tomorrow. For those of you who are joining us via highlights of the Carolina Outdoors podcast, anything that you may have missed from the Carolina State Fairs to Heart Square Festival in Vail, North Carolina, to the ghost stories around the campfire that were told on this edition, you can go to Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors and listen to those segments and others for Christopher Lawing and TJ the DJ Boggs and Cat Harrell on the podcast. This is Bill Barty saying, make the Carolina Outdoors a little better than you found it and pick up your trash. <laughs> <laughs>